Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can uh, manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. Uh, we will uh, might have some time, open line time, in the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. I know yesterday... Um, NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet were out at Enoch, and I saw uh, Wilton Littlechild get interviewed. Uh, Wilton Littlechild was the first Indigenous uh, lawyer, uh, barrister and solicitor, uh, in the, in the uh, province of Alberta, I believe. And if I'm not mistaken, he was also the uh, first member of parliament as well. Extraordinary man who played for Claire Drake in hockey back in the day as well. You can text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line, not your small-town dealership, with a new, huge, state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. The Craigslist came out today for Craig Button, and Fort Saskatchewan's Kirby Dock was ranked 15th. Uh, Five uh, players off the U.S. National Development Program in the top 10. Bowen Byram was the highest-ranked player of the Western League, 5th. And Dylan Cousins ranked sixth uh, by uh, Button's list. You can follow us on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. And guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cooked right at your table, Japanese Village, Edmonton South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. All righty. Uh, we are pleased to be joined high above the eighth floor at Rogers Place in the Oilers Radio Network broadcast booth, which we actually don't use during the game. We actually go one row below that. With interim general manager Keith Gretzky, who's been at Rogers Place all week. You were here yesterday for the uh, uh, Medicine Hat Tigers game. Uh, stayed for the game with the Oil Kings and the Tigers the night before. Of course, the Oilers in action against Ottawa. Welcome to our uh, booth here, Keith. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, what did you think of that game yesterday? It was great. I thought... Uh they came back and they battled. The goaltender played well the night before, and even last night he was, you know, pretty good. Pretty good, and and uh, you know they didn't give up and they kept coming and they scored late in the game. Interim general manager since basically the last week of uh, January. How's it gone for you? Well, it's been good. It's different. You know, um, you're more day to day of of everything that's going on from meetings to analytics to the players to the salary cap to. Um, injuries and everything that goes along with the team. Um, the team is still 
technically in it. I mean, you got seven games left. You're seven points out, and we can sit here and play the role and be pragmatic. Oh, there's. But the fact of the matter is, when you're heading up an organization, there has to be that sense of belief with your group, doesn't there? Well, of course, and and you you should come to every every game thinking that you're going to win, and and we believe that, we feel that way, and we prepare that way, and and you have to, and you know it's good habits, and and we want to win every game. It's also important to win at home, and the teams had a very pedestrian home record this year. I would argue they probably played a little bit better on the road, but. We have a very passionate fan base that you got to know 40 years ago. Uh, so winning at home in every league is important. Is it even more so here, given some of the challenges that have occurred uh, over the years here? Well, I think so. They just want you to win. And, and you know, it, first of all, it starts by hard work. And, and, you know, you're coming to the game and you expect people to come on the ice and work hard and give them all um, everything they have. And, and you can't blame them for that and our players realize that and and i think at times we you know maybe hold our our sticks too tight and and fumble the puck and it just doesn't go our way but I, i've noticed a change lately i i've seen us i thought we've you know battled back uh, maybe a month ago i think nuge scored a goal with 10 seconds i forget who it was against to tie the game up and it just shows there was no quit in the team well this is a big final three games of this homestand coming up and you're getting teams uh, playing the night before, so they're playing the second of a back-to-back, and you got to take care of business here over the course of this uh, three-game homestand, or the last of three of the five-game homestand here. Exactly, and and you know we get starts tomorrow with LA, and we just got to come out and worry about us, and and not worry so much about the other team and and uh, all the distractions around us. I think if if we come out and play like we can, like we do on the road, as you mentioned, it just keep it simple and play hard and support each other and and skate you know we should do well we're joined by keith kretzky he's interim general manager for the uh, edmonton Oilers. so keith when you got uh, when you came from boston which was an august long weekend of uh, 2016 uh, fortunately for you you avoided having to do an interview with me when you got hired because i was on holidays at that time i'm always the last guy to find these things <laughs> out um you mentioned that your role has changed a bit. So just for full clarity's sake, for our listeners out there, what would you assess was your split between pro and amateur under Peter Shirelli? Well, you know, uh, when I came here, I did uh, all amateur in Boston, of course, and and that's where I, you know, feel, feel that uh, I helped the club here when I came. You know, I think... Uh, Bob Green and his staff have, have uh, done a good job um, since they changed over when Pete came in. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we changed a few things that I was looking for and wanted in the scouts. And, and so, you know, when, when the team goes on the road, maybe two or three times a year I'd go with the team. And other than that, I would go out and do the amateur scouting. Um, the pro side, I'd overlook it, uh, but I, I didn't do... The NHL games, they're just there's only one of me, and and we thought it was best to stick with the amateur and help them out. And when we come back home, I would watch our games at home. All right, so it, it, could you give a, a split in terms of pro amateur, like amateur 75, pro 25, or 85, 15, or I was like if I didn't watch the Oilers game, I did amateur games. Okay, I, that was my, um, I would say bread and butter, and I helped out. Uh, Bob and his staff and and 
you know, that's what I did. All right. You said something there. Uh, you looked for a few things, and we have seen a bit of a philosophical shift the last couple of years because you came after the 2016 draft in Boston. <laughs> Uh, uh, from Boston. So you weren't involved in the 2016 draft for the Oilers. So 2017, 2018, two drafts. What do you, you know, when you're talking with Bob and you're sitting down with the scouts and you ask them to look for different things, are there a couple critical areas that you think are important? You know, yeah, there is. And it's, you know, you kind of can get fooled by it. But, you know, you have to have skill. I believe in that. I think you have to have a lot of skill, and, and uh, they have to have a, div- a dimension to their hockey game and, and why you really like this player. And, you know, another thing is speed. you got to be able to skate. You see the game now, it's it's very fast. And um, hockey sense, you have to be smart. And, of course, probably as, as important as the other other uh, things that we're looking for is the compete. you got to be able to compete and battle. And, and it's not about you know running guys over it's it's about going into the hard areas and winning puck battles and you know those are the things that you take advantage of and and we look for in a hockey player it's funny because you know a lot of people say well character but i would say you know you give me a couple guys that you know can score or got some skill and and i can i can work on getting those guys to come around in time At the end of the day if you don't have if, if you can't skate you don't have the skill to play and the brain, the hockey sense of the brain for the game. You're kind of screwed, aren't you? Exactly, and and you see the teams, and you even look like Ottawa the other night. The one thing that they had was speed, and and um, you know, so we're we're working on that. We know what uh, we know about the skill and the compete. We we're trying to address that and and the way we've been drafting, and I think we've done a good job in doing that. You obviously go down to Bakersfield as well. Uh, they're 21-2-2. Two two. A lot of those players are guys that you've either brought in or drafted yourselves, and we're going to see uh, a, a further transition take place. Uh, Bouchard, who was your first pick last year, um, Samarukov, who was drafted in 2017, so two defensemen there for sure. Samarukov, by the way, was voted the best defensive defenseman in the OHL and the third best offensive defenseman in the OHL. So that problem—it's prob- surprising, you know. It's—it's. It's, Did uh, you see that when you took him in the? We we liked him, and and the thing with Sammy is, is that you know, it was a learning adjustment for him too. When he came over here, I know his agent had talked to him after we drafted him, and this is a kid that showed up with a you know one bag of luggage and didn't speak any English and he did it all on himself and I think that's very important um, he he's understands the culture and and the thing about Sammy too is he's got a little bit of bite to him that I like too and and you know probably has exceeded our expectations offensively right you know you look at Bouchard and you say okay he's an offensive guy and you expect you know what he's been doing but with Sammy I think it's it's a really plus and and it's you know good coaching down there are are we've been on him about stuff and Scott Housen's worked with them and and Paul Coffey's gone in and and worked with them they've been very generous for Paul to go on the ice with them so I I think those are the little things that people don't see in the background and you yeah. know it, it's hard to you don't want to always pat somebody on the back, but those are the little things. We spend a lot of time with them. Uh, David Pelche has gone in there and spent time with the skating. and So there's a lot of things that go on that the fans don't know that we do. And, you know, I think we do a great job of, of our, our development still when they're in junior. 
Um, and, and this has been an area of focus the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. The last two years, we've done a really good job, and I'm really happy with with everybody from Pelche to Paul Coffey to Scott Housen. So uh, you, the, my point is, theoretically, you could, all right, so we already know you got Bear, you got Jones, you got uh, Lagason. They're down on the farm right now. The farm team's playing great. You could be theoretically adding Bouchard and Sam Rukov. Not saying they can't make the NHL team, but, I mean, that might be the best place for them to start. And then up front, you got Benson and Marodi. He big started down there and has been there all year this year. Yamamoto's there right now. And you could be adding McLeod as well as Maximoff and Ostap Safin. Like, you're going to have a lot. And Marino on defense. So we have a lot of guys coming in and, you know, it's it's one of those things, even with free agents right now, we got to be really picky and we really have to be careful because, you know, we have a lot of kids coming in right now um, that need to develop, so there's only so many spots. So you, for us to go out and just hand out a contract, and even if we like the kid and think he's going to be three, four years away or five years away, we have to be bang on. Maybe we look for a guy that that's a little quicker, um, that can get up here that's been playing in Europe or something like that. That's what we're looking at right now. It's it's hard because we With an emphasis on skill? Yes, and speed. And, yeah. and quickness especially. I, I think that's a element that, that we need. And, and, you know, everybody knows that. I've told them. And maybe drilled it into their head too much. But So you're in an interim role. Does, does, there, does there also come a responsibility in that not to... Which is not to say you might not end up being the general manager because you could end up being the GM of the hockey team or it could be somebody else. But you also can't necessarily, I don't want to use the word burden, but handcuff a bit. Exactly. Is that, and we're being smart. You know where I'm going yeah, with this, yeah. right? Like Luke Phillip, as an example, was right. a, a lot of organizations were in on him and Calgary signed him. And we looked at him and, and that was one of our, our reasons why we kind of backed off on it was just we have so many young guys coming in right now and and if we have an extra contract we want to maybe save it for a guy who's a little older and and a little more experienced playing in pro in europe if if that guy is there yeah and we have a couple guys we're looking at but you'd never you know count the chickens till they hatch right you did you did look at one of the in fact was the kid from ottawa that was in the lineup Toronto. yeah we we were heavily involved is in that him. the most yeah. interested you were in any of the ncaa yeah. kids yeah he has speed and and you know didn't have a great year offensively like the year before. We've been on him for a couple of years, so it happens, and he wanted to stay in his hometown, and that happens, and, and good for him. So how many years between Phoenix slash Arizona, Boston, Edmonton? What, what are you up to, about 20 now? About 18, 19 years. 18, 19 yeah. years. Have, is the game completely differently played today than it was even? <laughs> like when you guys went to the final, and in, in, you won the Cup in 2011, you went to the final in Boston in 2013, does, it, does the league even resemble what it is now? Well, the biggest thing is, is is smaller guys are playing, and that's because they're quick, and they they've got the skill to to move the puck, especially in the back end. Mm-hmm. I see that, and and you have to uh, you know compete, and and the guys that compete, and it doesn't matter how big or how small you are, you have to compete. Uh, the draft. Uh, now you you said you that was kind of your primary area of focus with when Peter was here. Now you're overseeing all of it. Uh, any was there any messaging that you did in terms of your entire group when you were announced as interim with your group? Did you try to increase communications between all the different? Is there anything from that perspective? Well, I always one thing with my guys is I I like to talk. I I like to know what how they feel, what's going on, and 
especially with the guys that are crossing over, seeing everybody, it's 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 vital to know how they feel. And these are kids; they're 17 years old. They're going to change. One day they're great, one night they're not so good. And and uh, you know, we always talk, and that's one thing I believe in. And 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 uh, you know, I keep you know Bob Nicholson involved and tell him what's going on. And anybody that's around that we we talk about the players that we like and and don't like. So yeah, it's changed because since December, really 30th, I went on a trip with the team and. I don't think I've seen any amateur games other than here in the Oil King games. All right, uh, and we'll just leave you with this. The other thing is you have no idea where the team's going to draft. I mean, you still, theoretically, there's a chance you can make the playoffs, and you've got to... We man- believe, but the thing is, too, is that, like you said, we, we believe as a group we can get in. You know, we you need some help. Yeah. But it starts with us. We have to win. We can't yep. give points away, and, and we play it like we're playing in the playoffs. And, you know, when you're still in it, you can't think, well... Maybe we're in it. No, we believe we're in it. We all have that attitude. It's, you know, put your work boots on and go to work, and, and that's what we want to do every night. And in the process, you get a chance to evaluate and evaluate moving forward, knowing what you need to improve upon to make the team better. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we, we see that. And, you know, it, it, the, the one thing people have to realize is that, you know, you – you have to develop the kids properly, and and if that means that they stay in Bakersfield an extra year, then so be it. That that has to be, and and I think with Woody and his staff down there, and uh, they've done an unbelievable job. And it's not just the winning; it's how they're developing as players, on and off the ice. Um, and when they get to the NHL, they can appreciate everything: the bus rides, and you know, not great rinks of the NHL, and. You know, it's a privilege to play here. It's not handed to you on a silver platter. Um, and as you know, it's it's the best players that work hard down there get called up. It doesn't matter if you're an invite or, or a first-rounder. That's how we're going to do it. Keith, uh, I'm, I'm hoping we'll get a chance to have a few more conversations. Uh, let's see uh, how the rest of the regular season... Uh Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline rolls out and thanks for taking time to join us here in Oilers Now. Anytime, Bob. All right, uh, keep the headset on for 15 seconds. We'll throw it a break. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 125 in Edmonton. This text comes in. Bob, it's Dan. I just wanted to know that to the best of my knowledge, the Edmonton Oilers are not eliminated yet. That being the case, all they can do is concentrate on winning their games, so nose down, and you know what, up and get at it. The text goes on to say, for what it's worth, I believe that Keith Gretzky has done a great job. He warrants strong consideration for full-time GM. Thanks for your great show, your knowledge, and your passion. As for the trolls, well, they can have a beer (laughs) and go you nowhere. Yikes. I didn't quite understand that, but uh, all right. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, Tory Krug changed the NHL. Well, he was signed by Boston. Uh, the Don disagrees. Jeez, Bob, Keith Kretzky thinks everything is rosy with the Oilers. 
Uh, I think that's pathetic. That comes to us from Don. I didn't get the sense that he thought everything was rosy. I think that he's in an interim role evaluating in terms of the process. And you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders. Now, this text uh, comes in out of Grand Prairie. Mark, Bob, great interview with Keith. Very informative. Great questions by you. Well, some days we have some good questions. Other days maybe uh, not uh, every day. That's easy, Bob. Improve everything. That's what the orders need to do. Howie says, Bob, just so you know, Evan Bouchard can't skate. He stands there with the puck. It could be a problem from Howie. I think that one of the concerns out there is, uh, uh, you know, is there enough urgency in Bouchard's game? He's had a great start to playoff, seven points in the two games. Um, that said... It's off to a good start, man. Seven points, two games. I still think the most likely scenario for Evan Bouchard will be to start the season next year in the minors. I don't think it's an automatic that he'll be starting in the National Hockey League. And I think he got the sense with Keith uh, Gretzky that he felt there needed to be a process in terms of um, the maturation and growth with the players. 128, we'll take a timeout. Head off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodoin. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.